0: So this is going to be a kind of a negative homily, um, and I don't mean it to be, but um, I, sometimes I kind of feel like all the homilies I give are completely a waste of time. Anything I say, people really don't hear, because, just to give an example, several times I said, I don't make appointments on Sunday, you have to call the secretary, and yet every weekend for the last year and a half every weekend after some of the mass somebody says can i make an appointment and i'm kind of flippant so I says oh i didn't i say hi i didn't bring my appointment calendar you're gonna have to call the secretary and then i tell them and it takes two weeks to get a free spot for an appointment and they're always kind of shocked like i only thought you worked on sunday um so anyhow um like doesn't matter how many times i say it people don't hear and then. Last Sunday, the homily was about the second scrutiny, right? Second scrutiny is we're praying that we can see—it's a bizarre concept—that we can see how the system of the world is broken. And the odd promise is, if you can see that brokenness through the eyes of Christ, then you can also find the discover, discover the presence of Christ in the world. It doesn't make you more bitter. It makes you more compassionate. So give a whole homily about praying that your eyes are open and then after one of the masses and I have to admit I'm thinking about mentioning it this Sunday because I was just struck to the heart of this. After one of the mass I'm standing by the door I'm greeting people and I see a little boy turns out to be a fourth grade sitting on the sidewalk just bawling his eyes out. So I'm thinking okay maybe his parents reprimand him and I'm watching. Watching sitting alone. He's just crying greeting people. So at that point. I'm thinking okay When I get done greeting people I have to check that out But I'm secretly hoping for the love of God would some grandmother stop and say is there something wrong? like ask the kid so I'm watching this and he's just bawling his eyes out and then one guy actually does walk over and um talk to him and brings him inside now if you bring him inside that means there's a problem and the kid doesn't have a coat and the guy takes off his coat and gives it to the kid so okay i'm gonna have to figure this out so after mass i go and ask him and the kid has run away he's in foster care and the kid clearly has he's on the spectrum probably has asperger's like you know anyhow He's cold, he's hungry, he's run away, he hasn't anything to eat. So the guy who did it went to the kitchen, got food for the kid and water. Um, and so, you know, you have to solve this one. So um, ask him what his name is and gave the name, but he doesn't know his last name. But he doesn't like the foster home because the other kids pick on him. So it's like, oh, gosh, this is not going to be, you know, this is going to be a little bit of a problem. So. Call the police because, you know, and then the police are like, well, they're trying to figure out who is he. And Anyhow, the point being is that, um, uh, like, I'm so grateful for that one parishioner who saw the kid crying and just asked, saw that there's something broken. And, like, the kid is broken, has a terrible life. um, But, you know, there is the presence of Christ. And so, like, think about this. Hundreds of people uh, were told to pray that their eyes are open to see the brokenness of the world and all but one stop to ask a kid who is crying in the cold uh, if there's something wrong. But my point being is that, wow, like... And the Talmud says this, and I like this. You don't see the world as it is. You see the world as you are. Reality doesn't exist out there. Whatever you've chosen... Reality in your head is exactly how you see the world. So if in your head you don't have any space for Injured people and the brokenness you just don't see it Um, And so like my point being when I was upset like we just prayed for this and only one person saw it and It reminds me also of st. Joseph and this sounds strange Remember there's two feasts for st. Joseph throughout the year one is for st. Joseph the worker the, this one is St. Joseph, uh, the spouse of Mary. And what it celebrates is Joseph was chosen to take care of the family of God. So on this feast, we pray that like St. Joseph, we will care for the family of God. Um, you know, he doesn't throw Mary out, he takes care of Mary, he takes care of Jesus. And the best part of St. Joseph is this can anybody hear? tell me your favorite quote from St. Joseph. Anybody have a favorite quote? And you know why? Kathleen? Oh, I thought you would get that. Um, The reason why, you know, Joseph never says a word in any of the Gospels. And the reason that, that is, Joseph's not a talker. Joseph is a doer. Joseph takes care of things. He doesn't talk. Gets a dream, he takes care of it. The child is in danger, he takes care of it. And I think a lot of people think faith is about blah, 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 blah. Or um, me and Jesus. I hate that about Protestantism, that religion is just me and Jesus. No, if you're truly one with Jesus, like Joseph, you take care of the broken family of God for those who are endangered. So in the Feast of St. Joseph, we pray our religion is not a bunch of talk. Joseph doesn't even talk. Our religion is doing. So, somebody should have taken care of the kid. Anyhow, um, so on the feast of St. Joseph, um, I really pray that our church... I I can understand a lot of people have family. I'm not meaning to harass people, but it does make me think I really do pray that our eyes are open. Like St. Joseph, we'll see the family of God that needs to be protected. This feast is Joseph the Protector. And we celebrate that shouldn't all of us be Joseph the Protector? So we pray, Joseph, give us part of your spirit. Let us be ones who guard the most vulnerable of the human family. Hello, this is Father Len McMillan. I'd like to take a moment to thank you for listening to our podcast. If they've been a blessing to you, I'd also like to invite you to prayerfully discern supporting the podcast financially. Your generosity would help support the ongoing production and distribution of the podcast. If you'd like to make a donation, you can simply click the link in the podcast description. Be sure to tell us your donation is for the podcast in the comment section of the submission form. Again, thank you for your support as we seek to share the good news of the gospel May God bless you for your generosity.